there is a good number of people who struggle with certain teachings of the church. They see the good things in the church that the church, the Catholic church, feeds and clothes and shelters and cares for more people than any other organization or country in the world. But then there's the difficult things, some of these doctrines and the like. You know, it could be things like the church's teaching on sexual morality or perhaps on, you know, contraception. Many have difficulty with that or the fact that only men are ordained or maybe it's purgatory or perhaps the Pope. It could be any of these things. Well, if you have difficulties with some teaching or doctrine of the church, this homily is for you. Today, we are celebrating the solemnity of the chair of St. Peter. This is our feast of title, our solemnity of title. So, you know, when this new diocese was created within the church, it's a non-territorial diocese, what we call an ordinariate, the Holy Father gave us the title, the chair of St. Peter. And in doing this, he also gave us a unique and special mission of helping people to understand what a gift that this chair of St. Peter is. And what exactly this means, this chair of St. Peter, and how it serves the church. It's part of our mission, part of who we are as members of the ordinariate of the chair of St. Peter in this feast that we're celebrating, the solemnity that we're celebrating today. So what exactly is the chair of St. Peter? What does this mean exactly? Well, the chair of St. Peter is, it's, it's a throne of sorts. It is like a seat of authority through which God gives us a visible means of protecting and guiding the church, especially the teaching of the church and keeping us together in unity. So this is what this means, okay? So our Lord Jesus, when he came and was establishing the church, he, as a Jewish king, followed the pattern that was set by many of his forebears, many other Jewish kings. They would have this second in command as part of their kingdom. What we heard about in Isaiah 22 uh, is called a steward, what you might call in modern day terms a prime minister. Someone who's not the ultimate authority, the king is ultimately uh, we know where the buck stops. But the prime minister or the steward kind of runs the day-to-day -day affairs of the kingdom. So we heard about in Isaiah 22, our first reading, this was where Shebna was a not very good steward and not very good prime minister, was being removed and replaced with another one. You can read also about these stewards, this second in command role or the over-the-household role in 1 Kings, 2 Kings, various different places. So, when our Lord was establishing his kingdom, he chose to use this same structure, this, this seat of authority. So we call it the chair of St. Peter because Peter was the first person who he gave, committed this role to. And you heard about that today in our gospel reading from Matthew 16. He told Peter that I give to you the keys of the kingdom. He didn't tell this to any other apostle but to Peter alone. That Peter was going to have this unique role and others who would sit in this Petrine seat would have this unique role. So we see Peter exercising this in various ways. 
For example, in all four lists of the apostles, where all 12 are listed, Peter is always listed first. He is the one who stands up for the church and preaches at Pentecost. He's the one who initiates the replacement of Judas uh, with, with a new apostle or, or what we call today bishops, those who now are in the position of apostles in our church today. So this is Matthias, who Peter was uh, initiating uh, the replacement for Judas. So, Or another example of him using this seat of authority, the chair of Peter, is when our Lord decided to bring Gentiles into the church. This is difficult for the Jewish people. Who better to do this through than through Peter, the one who'd been given this official position of authority, what we call the chair of St. Peter. So he's exercising this. So this is our Lord's example, kind of following past Jewish kings, putting this position into place in his kingdom, the second in command, his prime minister or steward, what we call today the chair of St. Peter. However, unlike past Jewish kings, our Lord would imbue this chair with a supernatural protection so that the person who was sitting in that chair, who had that authority, would be protected from teaching any heirs officially from the chair, meaning from that place of authority. Remember what our Lord said to Peter? He said to him, whatever you bind on earth, I will bind in heaven. Meaning that whatever you officially proclaim, what you re-legislate as the official teaching of the church, I will back you up from heaven. Now, Peter was a person. He wasn't divine. He wasn't even a saint at that time, known for making many mistakes, saying wrong things. The only way that our Lord could commit to him this power of being backed up in what he teaches by God from heaven was also to give to him this supernatural gift or charism of being protected backed up by God himself from making any heirs. And that's what he meant when he said to him, whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. I'll back you up, Peter, when you're making official statements on behalf of the teaching authority of the church. To hear about this in Matthew 16, again in in John 21, where he says to Peter, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. He's saying to him, not just the lambs, the, the lay people of the church, but the sheep, meaning the leaders of the church, the bishops of the church, are to tend them to oversee and protect the doctrine and that which is being taught in the church. This is this, is this role that I'm placing you in and, and gifting you this with this charism to protect you from making any errors in promulgating official teaching of the church. This is a great gift to you and to me. It's especially a gift if you're having difficulties or struggles with perhaps a certain teaching of the church. Because this chair, this seat of authority that we have within the Catholic Church, is Christ's guarantee of visible and ongoing leadership through which the church is maintained in unity and protected against the gates of hell, against you know this division and separation that the devil hopes to be able to bring into the church. So I'm a convert. I was raised Protestant. Many of you know this. And within Protestantism, whenever there are disagreements about some teaching, maybe perhaps how the scripture should be interpreted, 
you know, we would do our best to try to get on the same page through looking at the context, digging into the original languages, all these different things, to try to come to a better, more fuller understanding of the scripture. But even those things, at some point, didn't work, and there was still this disagreement. So how do you work through this? How do you resolve this? Well, the way that it's often resolved within Protestantism is the only way that it can be resolved, which is by splitting apart into separate groupings. So now, in our world, the this is taking place in creating not only new denominations, but we have non-denominational churches, kind of the fastest growing, probably, uh, of types of churches within Protestantism. So not being part of bigger groupings, but individual churches that are kind of on their own, independent. Uh, so this is what the devil hopes to do. He wants to break us apart into smaller and smaller and smaller pieces. And so our Lord, to protect the church, to protect this from happening, imbued it with this chair of St. Peter. That when there are disagreements and things couldn't be resolved, that the bishops of the church come together, they discuss, they ask for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and then God, through the man sitting in that chair of St. Peter, who's backed up from heaven by Christ, officially proclaims the teaching of the church so that we can have that full assurance that, that this teaching is, is without error, that it's backed up from heaven by Christ himself. And then to us through this chair, the seat of authority, the chair of St. Peter, so that the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. So this is what we mean when we say the chair of St. Peter. This is what we're celebrating today on this solemnity, our solemnity of title. This uh, position put in place by Christ following past Jewish kings, yet being imbued with this supernatural gifting of being protected from Christ, by Christ from teaching any heirs officially from that seat of authority, from the chair, so that we have this ongoing guarantee of the fullness of the teaching of Christ through this visible authority. So, if you're struggling with a particular teaching of the church, a doctrine of the church, I would encourage you to trust Christ who instituted the chair of St. Peter so you could have that full and complete assurance that what is taught by the church is backed up by Christ himself. Now, this understanding doesn't mean that all of your difficulties are going to go away overnight. Probably not going to happen, and that's okay. You know, I'd encourage you to, to bring these things to the Lord, especially during the Mass. You know, during the Mass, every Mass, we pray for the man who sits in that chair of St. Peter. So today, currently, it's uh, our Holy Father, Pope Francis. He's the one that sits in that chair, and we're going to pray for him today. And so when you're offering up those prayers for Pope Francis, offer up these difficulties that you have also to the Lord as you're praying for him, as you're praying for uh, this one who's sitting in the chair of St. Peter. Allow those prayers, the prayers of the Mass, to transform you, to work on you, to work on those difficulties that you have. Uh, you know, also realize that it's okay to struggle with certain teachings and difficulties as long as you do this in a healthy way. Understanding that the chair of St. Peter is essential to our faith. Understanding this chair is essential to our faith. You know, the church teaches that no one can depart from this chair, 
the chair of St. Peter, uh, without endangering his faith and salvation. So it's essential, a very important part of our faith. So when you're struggling, I'd encourage you perhaps to follow. There's a great example I was reading online on an online forum. A man by the name of Boniface Mugley, he says this about his own struggles. He says, I myself have certain teachings that I find hard to agree with, that I find hard to agree with within the church. They're difficult for me. He says, but I accept them and bow to the greater authority and the wisdom of the church. He says, you know, after all, my understanding and my judgments are faulty. I'm a sinner. And so I trust in the authority and the experience of the church, which goes back to Jesus' sinless judgment and wisdom. He says, yeah, there are lots of cafeteria Catholics, you know, people who pick and choose what to believe uh, concerning the church's teachings, and that's their right. But in so doing, they leave behind the guidance and the protection of the church. He goes on to say, but as for me, I prefer to defer to the church rather than insist on my own way and risk going astray. So trust in our Lord Jesus Christ who put into place this great gift that we have. So you can have that full assurance of our faith, this, the cheer of St. Peter. Uh, especially entrust your struggles during the prayers at Mass. We pray for our Holy Father, for the Pope, and um, that the Lord is speaking through him, that the Lord is speaking through this cheer, and that we don't fully understand all these things, and so we can entrust these things to Christ and to the teachings, to this chair of St. Peter. So okay to struggle as long as you're doing this in a, this good and healthy way. So today, if you're struggling, find hope in the chair of St. Peter. You know, we proudly carry this title which we're celebrating today as members of the ordinary of the chair of St. Peter and, and joyfully take part in this special mission of helping others to understand this great gift that we have. This gift that our Lord instituted following the pattern of past Jewish kings, but imbuing this seat of authority with this supernatural protection from heaven against teaching heirs. This guarantee for you and me, struggling sinners who don't quite get everything, that we can have a visible guarantee of full and complete unity with Christ and his teaching. So if you struggle, put your trust in Christ, who works through this chair, who gave us this chair, so we can have full and complete assurance of our faith, that God may be glorified. Amen.